Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today. We had a little bit of a mic problem. I guess it's just because I'm excited. And why am I excited today? As soon as the show is over, I go to the uh, MedStar Rehab Center and get my daughter out of rehab because she is going to be back at her apartment with her daddy after having a a, a solid recovery she still had a, has a lot of work to do we still have a lot of recovering to do but you know what so far so far so good that young woman is working her butt off to get back to 100% so that she continue pursuing what she wants to pursue so anyhow as you can see I am in a an ecstatic mood right now because again like I said she is coming back to the place Today, today, today. Hoy tenemos los dos de Egberto Willis. Thank you, señor. Yes, we are actually on KPFT 90.1 FM Houston right now as I'm doing this one on YouTube. Thank you for letting that, reminding me about that I'm actually on on the other, on the other station. Actually, I start at noon central on KPFT 90.1 FM. Deb Denny, present and accounted for. Welcome aboard, Deb Denny. Sarah Beatty, welcome aboard. Good day, Maywood. Good morning, everyone. Maywood says, and hello from Long Beach, California. Yvette Avery, Herod afternoon all. Yvette, your stuff is more difficult than I thought, but we're going to have a great show when you get there. And the, the good thing about your show, Yvette, is for the subject that you're covering, it's going to be all over the damn place on the Pacifica Network, everywhere else. Bruce Pollard, hoy tenemos los dos de Egberto Willis. Claro que sí. And Maywood says, hooray, because my baby is coming home today. She just sent me a picture and showed me that the nurse had all her stuff packed up. So I just got to get there, be there, pick her up. I already cleaned up the apartment to make sure it's, it, it's presentable and doesn't look like there was just a man living here all by his lonesome. Eric Hayes says, hi, why would Pelosi need a park $200 million at taxpayer expense? Wow. You know, I, I always wonder how folks can stay on a negative perspective with respect to good things being done. But again, uh, Eric Hayes, I am not going to answer any of your questions of that sort. A park for $200 million that is worth $200 million is worth $200 million, and I love it. So that, that's the answer to the question. Anyway, I want to start this way with the program. Um... Let, let me first let you guys in on what the program is. I guess that's what I better do. Put it on the screen. Vamos a ver que lo voy a tener ahora aquí. Their program today. Corporate controlled centrist Democrats are screwing progressives and Americans. How? Why? Look, uh, Joe Bi John, uh, Biden went out and he spoke to the Congress today and he says, trust me. We are going to get the Senate to do the things we want. Of course, the trust that we want is going to be on the stuff that's only how much again? Um, by the way, it's only going to be about uh, uh, $1.75 trillion, which is a hard cry from the from the $3.5 trillion, which is far from the $9 trillion or so that we really need that was more than stolen from the middle class. But... We must enjoy that $1.75 trillion, be happy with it, right? Because we actually got to the lowest common denominator mansion who wants to continue the corporate 
the corporate the corporate enslavement of Americans and, I, and, and I'm serious about when I'm saying the corporate enslavement of Americans people we've got to get rid of we, we have to start being smarter with ourselves we have to start being smarter and understanding how our economic system really works why am I saying that the only reason Manchin can get away with it coming from the poorest state all the things that Manchin wants to cut out of the budget are things that his state desperately needs. Family leave. His state desperately needs it. Better, uh, better, better services. Medical services for his constituents. Ears, eyes, smell, nose. All these things are needed by his constituency. And what is he doing? Saying, no, we can't afford it. I don't want to leave that bill for my grandchildren. Well, you won't have grandchildren if people aren't cared for when they are in their child-rearing ages. But we want to keep that corporate control. That corporate control. Um, before I completely get into this, I, I want to go off subject. I want to go and say thank you, Liz Cheney. I, I meant to play this several ways back. I didn't, but I do want to play it because I want to put in the ethos that there are Republicans who we completely disagree with, but are doing the honorable thing. So I want to get Liz Cheney, for all practical purposes, out of the way, and then we'll continue with the program at hand. Liz Cheney is at it again. This time she calls people out by name, uh, her uh, minority leader, Kevin McCarty, as well as Jim Jordan, and justifiably so, it shows that she points out their hypocrisy as she shouts, as she speaks about the evil that is going through the Republican Party, one that is causing or affecting the destruction of the institutions of the United States. Let's check this out, then we'll take it on the other side. Just outside this chamber, uh, over the north door in Statuary Hall, which was the old house chamber stands a statue of Cleo, the muse of history. She's one of the oldest works of art in our capital. She stands in a winged chariot, the chariot of time, and she takes notes in her book, reminding all of us that our words and our actions will be judged by history. History particularly will judge those of us in positions of public trust for what we are doing today. In the immediate aftermath of the attack, Madam Speaker, we all recognized how profoundly wrong January 6th was. My colleague uh, from Ohio, Mr. Jordan, uh, who just suggested that um, we were here because we opposed President Trump's policies, seems to have forgotten that actually on January 6th, he himself said, quote, what happened today is wrong and is not what America is about. The next day, Mr. Jordan said, what happened Wednesday is a tragedy. Everyone knows it's as wrong as wrong can be. And today, Madam Speaker, the former president suggested that the violence was justified. My colleagues in the Republican Party, the Republican members of this body, have to understand, have to recognize that there's a moment when politics must stop if we want to defend and protect our institutions. A violent assault on the Capitol to stop a constitutional process of counting electoral votes is that moment. They all knew that on that day. In fact, the minority leader himself 
stood in this chamber and said, quote, the president bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack on Congress by mob rioters. He should have immediately denounced the mob when he saw what was unfolding. Mr. McCarthy was right then. The president bears responsibility. We need to know what happened. This body must have the ability to understand what caused the attack, to understand who was responsible, and to take legislative action to ensure that it never happens again. Madam Speaker, I urge my colleagues to support this motion for contempt for Mr. Steve Bannon. I urge them to do so because it is right, it is morally right, it is constitutionally right, and it is all of our duty. And with that, I yield back. Couldn't be any clearer. Couldn't be any clearer. She didn't only call out Jim Jordan and Minority Leader Kevin McCarty, but she also called out all Republicans who are voting against saving the democracy. Good job again, Liz Cheney. I don't agree with your ideology at all, but your fight for democracy, we are one. Okay, uh, you know, right now, and I, I, I want to play something that I recorded. I, I wanted to record it in a moment. And so as I was thinking about it, so I did it late at night, I think it was that I did it, when I, all I was hearing on TV was how, uh, how the Virginia uh, race is going to be lost by the Democrats, etc., etc., and what it would mean if they lose. Now, if they lose, it's something that's expected, right? If they lose the race in Virginia, normally every time you have a president, uh, the, the, president the, the, the governor of the other party is the one who generally wins. But anyhow, um, what happens if they're wrong? Will they change that negative narrative that progressives and Democrats tend to have? I kind of spoke about that, and I wanted to get my words together, and here's what I said then. After watching all the news programs today, you know, there was one central message about the Virginia governor's election with uh, McAuliffe running against a Trump-like uh, candidate, and it was doom and gloom doom and gloom we have to remember this if somehow McCullough loses the election it's black, black clouds will be there for the Democratic Party I don't believe that I believe that in the moment in 2022 based on what's occurring in the economy based on whether progressives and Democrats have done what's necessary to lift folks up that'll determine 2022 not the governor's election but if, uh, likewise we have to remember that uh, off-year elections in Virginia always seem to go towards the uh, towards a person that's not leading in the, that's not in the White House even though McCullough the person McCullough the guy who's running right now is the one who was the exception to that rule that said let's hold the part let's hold the mainstream media accountable it will be black clouds if McCullough loses the election in their opinion let's see if their narrative will change when he wins the election which i that's what i believe i think people in virginia progressives and democrats alike will wake up and say we cannot have a trump-like governor in this state and i think they will defy what the polls had said just like they had in the last election as well the margins were a lot larger than what the polls had said and there is a distinct reason why that is the truth so let's hold the mainstream media accountable when McCullough wins in uh, 20 uh, this this election in in Virginia and watch to see if they really will change their tune about 
Democrats and progressives, or they will continue to try to malign uh, Democrats and progressives for corporate reasons. Remember, one of the things the mainstream media does is suppress the vote of progressives. Why? Well, who pays them? And again, this is not done maliciously. It is done subconsciously. But it is done. And the reason we need uh, uh, independent, progressive, activist media is to inform people the way they really should be informed. Absolutely so. We must inform people the way that it should be. And that is what we are going to do, what we continue to do here at Politics Done Right and what you support here at Politics Done Right. Now, as it turns out, Biden just came on to, and he spoke a few minutes ago and he, he made this uh, $1.75 trillion look like a very good bill. And I want to digress. It is a very good bill. It is going to help a lot of people. I want, I, I want that positive notion to be out there first. In as much as we needed $9 trillion, $1.75 trillion is $1.75 trillion we would not have received had we been under Republican control. Let's get that out of the way. It is important for you to acknowledge that. Had Republicans been in control of the Senate, the House, and the presidency, we would not have gotten $1.75 trillion. We would not have gotten the rescue bill. We would not have gotten any of these programs that help people. We would have gotten all kinds of tax cuts to tell corporations to go ahead and give stipends or to go ahead and it would have been terrible. We understand that. And it is important for us to tell people who are thinking about, well, the Democrats didn't come through for us, let's not vote. It is important for us to get that out of the way. We are going, we would have placed into the economy under the control of a Democratic House over $6 trillion of aid that Americans needed. That is a rescue plan. That is a plan that occurred under, uh, uh, under the, the first, when Trump signed the first bill. All of those things were done under the House. Let's remember that. Absent a Democratic Congress, it would not have happened. So we need to ensure that those who would tell Democrats, you see, they didn't come through for us. I mean, the thing that drives me the most crazy is when I hear uh, Democrats are demoralized because of the fight they're seeing progressives and centrists have. And because of that, they're not going to vote. That is the most asinine statement. And that is the most asinine statement for any of us to tolerate. Why? The reason we are in this dilemma is we have a 50-50 Senate. What the hell do we have a Pennsylvania sending Republican senators? Why do we have a Florida who is dependent on a lot of old people who are dependent on good social programs that were created by Democrats, why are they sending two Republican senators? If we are to really have the type of control of our own economies or personal economies, we are not to tell people or give them the belief that they should be discouraged for what's happening in Congress. 
We should tell them to redouble their efforts to get the right people in there, progressives in there. Actually, Manchin said it. I played you a video a few, few days ago where Manchin said he's doing what he's doing because he's a conservative guy. He didn't say conservative. He just said he used whatever moderate or whatever he wants to call himself. And he said, if progressives want things, elect more progressives. It's sad because we do have more progressives than more progressive Democrats and we have centrist Democrats. But since the centrist Democrats are the lowest common denominator, they win. One senator, one senator from, from one senator can afford them a win. So we have to get smart. Our narrative shouldn't allow, be allowed to what the news media is saying. Oh, if you don't get this thing passed, or if you don't get as much as you wanted, your base is going to be demoralized and not vote. Demoralized and not vote? So that they get what then? It is, it is a silly, silly concept that we need to dispel ourselves from. And we need to be telling the message. Don't talk about our base being demoralized. Tell it that our base need to be ascended so that we can no longer have to worry about oh my god we have to appease corporate driven centrist democrats that is what we have to do before i get to the other video let me get to my peeps all right let's see what we're saying here deb then said term limits is short-sighted um let's see uh bridge says hi all hi low bridge bridge mcp 1.5 trillion we in the middle class can cover that yes uh, let's Elster Eve welcome aboard yes our rally cry has to be get out and vote exactamente mundo Alistair Eve you are absolutely correct Maywood says what we need to do is vote more and choose and elect more progressives to office exactly but it starts at the local level perfectamente correcto uh, per the GOP and Fox not news when Republicans win the people have spoken when Democrats win the election was stolen. It is amazing, right? But we, we solved that by just keep winning. Did I miss an update on Ashley's first day home? Actually, I go pick up Ashley as soon as this show is over. In fact, she's been on the phone saying, Daddy, I see the doctor in a little bit. Be here at 2. And I will be there at 2 Eastern time to get my baby. And she can't wait to come home. Thank you for asking, Bridge MCP. Uh, let's see, uh, Maywood says, cities, countries, and states, there are no small elections. You're absolutely right. Estás exactamente correcto. Okay, so please, let's, let's make the narrative. Let's make the narrative, people. If you hear anybody say that Democrats are going to be demoralized, because they didn't get that 3.5 trillion. They're only getting 1.75 trillion. You say one thing. The reason we're getting 1.75 trillion dollars is too many of us stayed home. Imagine if we had not lost those close Senate elections. Imagine. And we have another one coming. We have another one in Georgia coming. Uh, uh, not, uh, the Reverend is running. Matthew Schultz, how is Ashley feeling? Hope she's better now. Ashley comes home after, as soon as this show is over. I'll empty her garbage. I'll clean a few things out of her car and be sitting at that place at 2 to pick her up. Thank you for asking, Matthew Schultz. Maywood says, I mean counties. Yeah, I know. I, I figured you mean counties, even though I probably said countries as well. Anyhow, folks, so, um, so that, that's what's important. Let's see. Our people on YouTube... 
please uh, don't forget to give us that thumbs up to make sure that we can keep the the algorithm going if you are on if you are on let's say uh, Facebook remember to give us that like all of that makes sure that we can continue to get the algorithm going get the algorithm going okay let's see where we're at right now I need to make sure that we get all this you know that's that's one thing with with um, the, the difference with with working at this new micro studio is that I have to um, where, where a lot of things could work on this huge screen with one computer one very powerful computer we're working with three computers to get things done but you know what we get things done we get things done okay anyhow let's see Bree says uh, if, if the Senate votes against the needs of their constituents they should not receive the funds you know that is so funny because all these things that they're that's going to be coming in these bills at election times they're all going to be going around saying look at what we brought to our our citizen our constituents I want there to be a bird dogger there every single day following trailing those politicians and every time they say that to remind them that they did not vote for any of this that is what we have to make sure remind them that they didn't vote for any of this now um, Pelosi has been what is the word that I want to say Pelosi has been really holding the water appropriately for the progressives earlier this week when uh, a, a particular reporter attempted to malign progressives as being the guilty ones why we were so far unable to get any of these bills through she came to a strong defense and I wanted you to see this but more importantly I wanted to see what let you hear what she said and I want to see if today after what the president came about if she's going to hold to it check this out and then we'll take it on the other side uh, let's see we'll take that on the other side Nancy Pelosi would have none of it uh, when Jake Tapper CNN's Jake Tapper wanted to assign blame to progressives for supposedly holding back build back better she would have none of it I want you to take a look at this and then we'll take it on the other side there are a lot of people who are very eager for the bipartisan infrastructure bill yes. to come up and be voted on as well and progressives have said they're not going to vote for that until there's at least a deal on the larger social safety net uh, bill you said the house must pass the bipartisan infrastructure plan by october 31st yes. which is a week from today moderates are frustrated two deadlines have been missed because of the progressives do you, are you going to meet that goal no, wait, wait a minute there was no deadline that was missed because of the progressives okay the deadline was missed because they changed from 3.5 to one half that and we've had to uh, go in and it's lamb meat lamb everything is good in the bill what do you cut okay so in terms of this date the, this date is fraught with meaning because on October 31st is the day that the uh, highway trust fund authorization expires right and if that expires uh, we have to get billions of dollars someplace uh, to continue that the best way to do that is to pass the BIF, having nothing to do with all the other, uh, uh, shall we say, deliberations that are going on. Our chair of the committee, Peter DeFazio, who's a master of this, of the, of the infrastructure, transportation infrastructure committee, has said we must pass this right. by but, October 31st. But uh, the reason I invoked progressives, I'm not blaming anything on them, but I'm no. just saying they have said, a sizable number of them, enough of them to tank the bill, 
that they will not vote for the BIF, the Bipartisan right. Infrastructure Plan, unless there is this framework no, agreed right. to. You're so, right. so are you saying in the next week the framework will be agreed to, or there will be a deal on the Social Safety Let's Net Bill? Let's call it an agreement. An agreement. There, there will be an agreement on that, and you will also vote for the Bipartisan Infrastructure Bill. Both of those things will happen in the next week. That's the plan. Of course, Jake Tapper was attempting to blame progressives for holding back, build back better. But you know what? Nancy Pelosi did two things there. And the second thing she did, I don't know if a lot of people caught it, but she did it very succinctly. Numero uno, she said, don't, it's not because of progressives that this bill isn't going through. It's because we had a well-organized and put together $3.5 trillion uh, build back better bill that would support people. However, when we have all these conservative blue dog Democrats come and say, meaning Mansion and 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 uh, Cinema and a few in the House come back and say, well, we don't want to help people as much. We don't want people to become a reliable on government people. We don't want them to be. Uh, what do they like to call it? People that are dependent on social programs. So we want to cut. Forgetting that the people who really de depend on social programs are the rich, the wealthy, who provides all the services that those social programs actually purchase. So when you hear about welfare, when you hear about food stamps, when you hear about all these things, this is not something that just helping these poor people. All that money goes right back into the coffers of the private sector. Don't let them fool you. A dollar knows not from where it is spent. But what did Nancy Pelosi did do? Nancy Pelosi then said, don't blame the progressives. We had a bill and they wanted it changed and therefore we changed it and that is where the delays came from. But above and beyond, when she said Jake Tapper is right, notice she said, Jake Tapper said, oh, I didn't want to blame progressives. He did want to blame progressives, but I don't want to blame progressives. But they said that if one bill didn't pass, the other one won't. And uh, she said, you're right, you're right, you're right. And that's the second thing she did. She did not back off in saying both bills must pass. Both bills must pass. In other words, I'm not just saying don't blame progressives. I'm also saying both bills must pass. Lot in that little snippet there. Let's get busy. So now comes today. We hope that is the case. Want to add, want to let you know we have a new PDR Posse member. Welcome all. Please all welcome Miguel Alameda. Welcome Miguel Alameda right now for becoming a new member of the PDR Posse. Thank you so kindly, Miguel. We cannot do this without the support of our listeners, our watchers, the people who read our stuff, the people who do all of that. Thank you so kindly, Miguel, newest member of our PDR Posse. You are so uh, so kind to have you on board. Rose Williams, welcome aboard. Yes, uh, May, uh, yeah, yeah, yes uh, Bridge MCP, she's pretty, pretty good for her age or for any age. Uh, let's see, Matthew Schultz says, it's already been cut in half while the military gets more than ever even as before. We are being sold out. We're constantly being, and that's why we say we have to vote. The right people in though. We can't believe the corporate media. Look, we are trying to get prescription, uh, prescription, change the prescription laws, but we have we have deceitful advertising out there, letting people believe that if we are able to negotiate on prescriptions, that somehow they won't have the the medicines that they want. Why is that, and how does that work? It works because there is not enough pushback to say 
Not only that they're lying to say that we the people have already paid for those drugs. We are the ones who invested in the universities and the research centers that created the baseline for those drugs. And only when those people knew the drugs were going to turn into a successful product did it get transferred to a corporation. That is something that Americans don't know. They think that corporations really develop drugs. Corporations are risk. Don't take risk. You remember the student loan deals? You remember how they got on, on, on Obama for saying he wants to nationalize the banking industry because he wants to do student loans? Here's how student loans used to work. Student loans used to work the following. Uh, the, government, the, the private sector loaned the, the, uh, the student money and charged them an interest. The student paid back the loan with interest, meaning the bank made a profit from giving the student the loan with interest. And if that student defaulted on that loan, guess who made that bank whole? The federal government. No risk. That's socialism. In other words, they they get to give children, they get to get to give students loans that have no risk. If a loan has no risk, why does it have interest? The reason you have interest rates on loans is because the bank is taking a risk and doing the processing, etc. That's why you have interest. They took no risk. Same thing with drugs. Most drugs are developed by we the people. They don't take risks. Remember, corporations are parasites until we understand that. You know, they, they, they try to fix their books always to make it seem like they are taking risks, to make it seem like things are okay. They don't take risks. Even when they take oil out of the ground, there was this thing called depletion allowance. I mean, it, it is amazing. The oil was put there by by the by nature the oil was put into the ground by nature yet corporations used to get something called a depletion allowance not only did they, did they take the oil for free out of the ground that they didn't put there but they also got a tax break because that oil is diminishing in return people but you know you don't get when when you when you have a when you have something in your house you don't get a benefit because it's not there anymore only corporations do that so when people see me really hit corporations and say but corporations hire a lot of people no we work for corporations and make a lot of money for the for for the owners of the corporation it's not the other way around without us there ain't no corporation so we, we, we have taught ourselves not to allow ourselves the worth that we have, not to realize the worthiness that we are to the system in general. And we make those small amount of people that control corporations be somehow they are wonderful. No, they're not. They're parasites. And until we look at corporations as parasites and then treat them as such, we will continue to be in the negative domain. I, I, and again, this is not anti-corporation. This is just truth. This is simply absolute truth. And I, I defy anyone to, 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 to put it in terms that are not, that, that's not accurate as I've just stated. Please do. All right, let's see. Bridge MTP says, May Wuchu, I'm referring to the little guy. Okay, Egberto, you want people dependent on government, period. Providing jobs through a healthy economy with insurance, for those uh, that work and those that need. No, I don't. First of all, if I wanted people dependent on government, first of all, government is we the people. So saying 
uh, people should be dependent on people. I don't see a problem with that. That's not what I'm saying at all, though. I believe in working. I, believe, I, I, I have a very strong work ethic. I put in personally, in doing what I'm doing here, 16 hours a day. Now that my daughter is going to require a whole lot of work from me, that's going to be an extra amount of work that I pleasurably will do. So no, I mean, I am not coming from the position of wanting less work or wanting dependency. I'm coming from the position of we are being that parasites are really getting us from all sides, the natural parasites and the corporate parasites. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, let's see. Rosalind Eric connecting med with, let's see. Uh, Matthew Shell says, because the politicians are in the corporation's pocket. Exactly. Uh, Bridge MCP, Eric, everyone needs insurance. A human right. Absolutely. Uh, Paraveri, yes, parasites and citizens united. Absolutely so. We need to end Citizens United, we need to end McCutcheon, we need to end uh, personhood, all of that must go. Corporate personhood means a corporation is considered a, a, its own legal entity with rights. We need to get rid of that. Uh, Deb, then it's time to post links. Thank you, Deb. <laughs> I love you, girl. I always forget to do that. Let's go ahead. Folks, if you are on YouTube right now, please click that join button, become a part of our PDR posse. Just like Miguel Alameda just became a part of the PDR Posse, just click that join button and become one of us. We cannot do this without you. If you don't see that that join button, or if you're on YouTube, uh, if you're on Facebook or any of our other channels, please go ahead and go to politicsandright.com/youtube. Politicsandright.com/youtube. Alternatively, you can support us at Patreon as well. We need a whole lot more patrons as well. Go to politicsandright.com/patreon. Politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Now, of course, we always like PayPal as well. Go to politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Politicsandright.com slash PayPal. And that you can either do it on a one-time basis or if you want to make it a frequency basis, your choice. Now, look, it's getting starting to get cold. Why not get a hoodie with the Politics and Right signal on it? politicsandright.com slash store. Just go to politicsandright.com slash store and you are part. You can get get our, um, our, our hoodies or cups, all these different things that we have. Cups designed by Bridge MCP, one of our PDR Posse leaders, Bridge MCP, designed the cup. I don't have it on the screen right now, but I'll show you at some other time. Get one of our cups. Just go to uh, politicsandright.com slash store. And please consider getting our books. A lot of what I talk about in our books are things that people don't quite see immediately. They don't realize the parasitic nature of corporations. They don't understand the enslavement of people because what we have now is antiseptic slavery. We're all pretty much slaves to the system. And we can mitigate that by learning about what, what it is and then starting to take what back, take back what's ours. Please consider getting my books, politicsandright.com slash books politicsandright.com slash books. I guarantee you, all three of those books will be essential reading with, to, to get a lot of this stuff. Ask some of the folks in the room who've gotten the books and, and really like the books. And by the way, the catch-all for all our support can be found at politicsandright.com slash support, politicsandright.com slash support. Support us at that, at that link, and you can find all the different ways that you can say, ah, I want to help politics and right here or here or here or here or here. 
That way we can continue doing what we're doing. I hope you like the program, but most importantly as well, please share, 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 share. If you're on right now, share it on YouTube. If you're on right now, share it on Facebook. Share it, click that link, click that, uh, what is it called again? Join button and become a part of our, or part of your posse. And just like we have Miguel Alameda up, who just became a part of the PDR posse, we'll throw your name up there as well. Linda Joe Kessinger, welcome aboard. Just saw you in the house. The duck that quacks. How you doing, my brother? Welcome aboard. I think I saluted Deb Denny already. Matthew Schultz, I saluted you. Is anybody that I miss saluting? Please drop me a line. I love to call out all the people in our chain. Anyhow, it's time. It's time. It's time for us to get to our third video and it had our fourth video. And this one has to do with an evangelical. And, and I'm going to tie it into the last video with with um, with uh, Zakaria, Farid Zakaria. So let's go ahead and listen to what this evangelical has to say and then we'll move on from there we sit down and wonder how can donald trump control so much of certain parts of america and you know i've always spoken about the church's involvement in society and what it has done sometimes it can do good sometimes it can do bad sometimes we have pastors you have to wonder what they're paid for. You wonder why we can't get certain types of legislation through, etc. It is because these guys have control of the minds of many. I want you to check, take a look at this, and then we'll go ahead and take it on the other side because this is simply amazing. One of the more unexpected developments in American politics in the last five years has been the enormous popularity of Donald Trump among the so-called values-voting evangelical community. Mr. Trump won 77% of the evangelical vote in 2016, and then he won 84% of it last year. My colleague Ann Thompson traveled just outside of Knoxville, Tennessee to report on the friction over what it means to be an evangelical today. Under this flag-painted roof, religion and politics mix. I want Trump to come back sooner than later. But you know who would be a lot better than Trump coming back? Yeah. Jesus coming back. With gusto. Biden, you trouble Israel. Yeah. Leftist, you trouble Israel. This is the Patriot Church on the outskirts of Knoxville, Tennessee. You unvaccinated people. You are causing the trouble in the land. That's what they say. Founded by Pastor Ken Peters. This nation was founded on predominantly Christian values by predominantly Christian people. We just want to keep that in play. We just want to keep our roots alive and not let this reconstruction, this tearing up of our nation's roots and a new set of values is being pushed on us. It literally is. So whose values are being pushed on you? These are leftist worldly values. They can't stand Christian culture. Why? Because we believe marriage is between a man and a woman. We believe that there are only two genders. We believe that life in the womb is actually human life and they're murdering human life for money. He's not afraid to take sides and thinks God does too. One thing I've learned about scripture and, and the Lord is God can use anybody. In the Bible, he even used a donkey. And if God can use a donkey, he can use President Trump. Do you think God is using President Trump? Absolutely. I think President Trump is, is a miracle. I think God picked Donald Trump, an imperfect vessel, to be the champion of his people. That intertwining of patriotism, politics, and religion is attracting a devoted following. When you're in a culture where everybody's trying to silence you, it's great to be able to share how you really feel with people who feel the same way. Or just checking it out. I actually saw it on CNN, and if they say something bad about it, it might be good. 
Peter's leading one side of the battle for the soul of the evangelical church. Some of the evangelical church, I think, is soft. I think they're cowardly, and they're trying to ride the fence between the left and, and the right. And so that's kind of where the divide is. Here in the heart of the Bible Belt. I would say, as a person of faith who's been around church all my life, that the Bible Belt is unbuckling. Across town, Pastor Phil Nordstrom leads the Life Church. What do you mean that the Bible Belt is unbuckling? The branding of Christianity has suffered. I think that our association with um, political extremism has especially turned off a younger generation toward evangelicalism. So uh, one of the challenges we face right now is who are we? What does it mean to be an evangelical? Nordstrom is decidedly old school, a pro-life pastor pointedly staying away from partisan politics on Sunday. The funny thing is I'm probably personally pretty conservative, so I don't come across as like I'm a liberal evangelical, but, but people get the spirit, or get the feeling pretty quick that we're a pretty inclusive church, that everyone's welcome, um, that we're trying to uh, not uh, fight the culture wars from the pulpit. Can you believe that? Number one, Donald Trump was sent by God. God uses imperfect vessels. Wow. What an imperfect vessel he used this time. But, I mean, the, the, the pastor that came afterwards was more circumspect, and he, he called the reality the Bible belt is unbuckling what he didn't talk about is why is the Bible belt unbuckling and that goes a lot into not only the financial angst of people but that 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 that, that continuous message of the other trying to take what is yours I think progressives have a hell of an opportunity here that I think too often we leave alone. And I'm telling you this from experience in talking to people of different ideologies. Um, we, many times, because we know that the policies we support, because we know that the types of things we support are what most people ultimately want if you strip ideology from it, we don't approach these people with enough, uh, what is the word that I want to say? It's not empathy, because that we have. We don't, we, don't, we don't give them a chance to, to drive to us as opposed to telling them to come to us, in my opinion. Um, I would be interested to see what you guys think about that. But um, if you look at the power that these preachers have on the people, we could break the preachers and in breaking the preachers, get to the people. In breaking the we we should get to the Okay, okay. Yeah, we should be able to get to them easily. Uh, let's see, I think I am running into a little issue right here. A delayed issue. Oh, I, I don't know if I'm coming across correctly or not, guys, but I somehow am having a delay here with my own view of what's going on here, which is a bit disconcerting that I am not in sync with my own self. So... I have a question for all of you, the guys that are listening to me right now. Are you in sync? Here, Egberto, uh, let's see, what have we got here, my friend? What have we got here? 
Let's see what you brought me here to see, to bring to the people. Ah, thank you. Hey, you know, I, we have the greatest people here. Here is what, um, there you go. There is, there is our, there is our cup. There is the cup that was designed by, you know whom? Let's, let, let's get it out there. Come on, donde esta el cup? Donde esta el cup? There we go. There is the cup. You know who designed that cup? Our own Bridge MCP designed our cup. Join the PDR Posse, politicsandright.com slash YouTube. So you can get that cup. And actually, I have a link directly to that cup and that you can get to that cup. Let me go ahead and get it for you right this minute and put it into the chat. You can get that cup right there. Okay? You can get that cup right there. So folks, please go ahead and, and, and that, by the way, that cup was designed by one of our PDR Posse members. Bridge MCP designed the cup. She said once, ah, Gilberto, we need to do that, da, 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 da. I said, okay, if you want that cup, my dear, you designed it. And I didn't think she was going to do it. And a day or two later, I got me a design. And I said, man, if you're going to go design this cup, I better get it out right away. So what we did is we went ahead and got the print made up and put it out there and got the cup designed by Bridge MCP right now. And if you notice, uh, let, me, let me put that up a, a little bit there. If you notice, we have it there. Designed by PDR Posse leader, Bridge MCPs, right there in the cup. We like to give credit where it's due. Absolutely. We, that, that, that's what we do here. And folks, don't forget, I always tell you guys, if you have things that you want to do around our domain, please do. If you have articles you want to get out there, please send the articles here. We are more than happy to, um, to get people's voices out. Like I said, uh, one of the things that I always abhorred was that in America, some people have voices and others don't. And I'm one of those who believe every single person should have a voice. Every single human being voice should be heard no doubt about it so i mean that that is how it goes anyhow folks um let me tell you we are we are coming in close to the end of the show i have one more video to play for you and then we'll be closing this baby out it's strike tober what does that really mean it seems like workers are feeling empowered and what are they doing they're going out there and they're saying you treat me right you pay me right, you do me right, or bye-bye. And that is what that is a power that workers must, should have in a true society, right? Anyhow, um, you know, there, there's a tie-in between worker power and what's occurring in the Build Back Better Bill with what Joe Manchin is doing as he carries the water for the corporate structure. I'm going to explain that in a minute. I want you to first listen to Farid Zakaria. And then we'll go ahead and take it on the other side because what he has to say has a lot of importance to corporate America and what they want to continue doing. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. Most workers in the U.S. are not unionized, so they may not be inclined to organize a strike. But that doesn't mean they can't walk off their jobs. And indeed, the latest job data shows that a record 
4.3 million workers quit their jobs in August. And it's not just August. Since April, an average of about 4 million workers have quit their jobs every month. It is a trend economists have called the Great Resignation. It's difficult to overstate how extraordinary this is. As Carl Smith notes in Bloomberg, the scale of resignations this year is beyond anything on record. Many believe it echoes what we're seeing with the strikes. Workers seem to be unhappy with long hours, low pay, and generally poor working conditions. And a record number of job openings gives them the freedom to demand more or walk away. This phenomenon has inspired panic in some employers who are desperate for workers. There are fears that the shortage will hurt small businesses or that a rise in wages would make business less competitive in general. But these fears are misplaced. These trends are actually good news, especially for American workers who are in dire need of good news. As the MIT professor David Order recently wrote in The Times, the U.S. economy has long been plagued by a glut of bad jobs. Take a look at pay. Low-skilled American workers are some of the lowest paid in the industrialized world. They make almost one-third less per hour than their counterparts in Canada. Low-skilled Norwegian workers are paid more than twice as much. But pay isn't the only problem. MIT's auto writes, American workers also receive less notice and severance when they're fired compared to workers in other wealthy countries. They take less vacation. Unlike their peers in most other rich countries, they don't have guaranteed paid parental leave. Order says that the labor shortages we're seeing, the record job openings alongside record resignation, are a market phenomenon that compels companies to improve on some of these policies to attract workers. We've already seen this in terms of pay. Average hourly earnings for workers have risen by more than a dollar in the past year. That's not just good for workers, it's also good for the economy. That's because since the dot-com era of the 1990s, worker productivity has stagnated. But in the past year, productivity growth has picked up significantly, in part because employers are compelled to invest more in the workers they've got. A more productive workforce is actually good for competition. And if this trend continues long term, it could boost the economy's growth. Finally, a glut of open positions gives workers the leverage to experiment. Many workers have left their jobs to start their own businesses, and a rise in entrepreneurship would add some much-needed dynamism to the American economy. So striketober and the Great Resignation may look chaotic, but this is just the kind of chaos the American economy needs. And it's important to note, so why is it that Joe Manchin and all these, uh, some of these all the Republicans, Joe mentioned in a few, they don't want family leave. They don't want all these policies that will actually help their, uh, their, their that would actually help their people, right? Hey, that green screen is coming through. But here, here's the deal. Here's the real deal. They don't want the American worker to have any sort of incentive to stay home if these employers don't want to pay them their worth. That's the whole idea behind objecting to build back better. They don't want more taxes. They don't want any policies that somehow adversely affect business or cost business more. So what they want to do is they want to say, we want to make life so hard for you. We don't want to have any form of social state that gives you any advantages over anything that will somehow cause you to think twice before taking any job. Look, what we need is exactly what we're starting to have. Good job, good job, Farid Zakaria, for pointing this out. And employers, you want employees, do them right. Absolutely, if you want employees, do them right. Anyhow, um, how do I connect these two? Imagine 
the, the people that need to hear Farid Zakaria the most are those evangelicals there that are continuously voting against their own interests. So it is our job to connect them. It's our job to connect them. Now that you have this information from Farid, what's out there? Wouldn't it be a good thing for us to not force it down their throat, but just say, did you know? Did you know? Did you know? And can you find out? Anyhow, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see what we got here. Matthew Schultz, who wants to work as slave labor? Right, nobody. Protests against Putin's lockdown of Russia. I don't know. I, I hadn't followed that. I know that they are, they are having some problems out there now. Puffin, thank you for the blessings of my family. I appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Matthews uh, shall say, yes, if the polls worked as hard as this man, we might actually get somewhere and save this country. Look, folks, we have, we have a lot of work to do. Uh, let's see. Let's see. What else we got here? What else we got here? What else we got here? Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver. I got to get out of here, but I want to see if there's anything somebody wants us to say. Maywood says, I truly don't understand why some people want to try to limit people's access to the vote. There are not all that many immigrants trying to vote, and you can't vote if you're not registered. It's funny because if immigrants want to hide. They don't want to vote and run the risk of being caught. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, Deb Dennis says, there are no uh, low-skilled jobs. Every job is nuanced, requires the right personality, training, and aptitude. John Deere found that out when it sent office workers to the floor to replace strikers. Exactamente. See, Puffin says, Putin pays protesters in other in other countries but how now his trump virus genocide has come back to russia <laughs> that's funny bridge mcp TikTok, almost time to get the superwoman ashley woohoo yes 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 you're right maywood says replying to bridge let's face it it helps high unemployment nanette bird smith says team ashley strong thank you nanette bird smith puffin says deb my grandma's friends was the first female john deere dealer she had the protest for it. Personally, I think anyone who files their taxes should be allowed to vote. I kind of like that too because you are sustaining the country, right? Is that what you're saying as well? Rose William, great, great. Rose William says, give Ashley our love. I surely will give Ashley our love. Anyway, folks, I got to get out of here. My name is Egbe. Oh, before that, let me do the links one more time. Please, 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 if you are on YouTube right now, click that join button. Become a part of our PDR Posse, become a part of a member. Also, give us that give us that thumbs up on YouTube right now before you do anything. That thumbs up and then click that join button, become a part of our PDR Posse. Alternatively, if you don't see that or if you're on, on, on Facebook or if you're on Twitch or any other one, please go to politicsandright.com slash YouTube, politicsandright.com slash YouTube. Alternatively, you can go to politicsandright.com slash patron. Patron is for P-A-T-R-E-O-N. P-A-T-R-E-O-N, politicsandright.com slash patron so that we can continue doing what we're doing here. Uh, PayPal, you can support us at PayPal as well, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Get our books. I promise you, you will enjoy the books. One of the books, I even tell my story about being a part of our band, the Dynamites. Anyway, uh, anyway, check that out at politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash books. And please, if you want to catch all for all the different links where you can provide us support, politicsandright.com slash support. Thank you so kindly, Linda Joe Kinsinger. So to you and your family, Egberto, thank you for the love. Thank you for the love. John Deere will fold support the strike. Thank you so kindly, everybody, for being here. I'm off to get my daughter. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. 
spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.